0: If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
1: You long for a deep, fierce love, the stuff of legends.
0: But overwhelm, fear, and doubt keep holding you back.
1: But this is your life and your marriage. This
0: is the legacy you will be remembered
1: for. So we are on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the
0: adventure of a legendary marriage.
1: We are your co-hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and this is the podcast for couples who refuse to settle for an ordinary marriage.
0: Yeah, we know what it's like to want a great marriage, but you're not quite sure where to turn.
1: So every week, we are committed to bringing you inspiration, encouragement, practical ideas and advice, and of course, a challenge that will help you build more connection and intimacy in your marriage.
0: And we'll have a whole lot of fun and laughter along the way.
1: Yes, this is episode 29 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast, and we're talking about be Becoming an intentional father.
0: Honey, I'm hungover. What? (laughs) Well, we're not drinkers, so I'm not like hungover hungover, but man, we had a rough week. Oh, yeah. We just had a rough week where it was like super stressful and we had a ton of work to do. And it was one of those weeks where you were just begging God for sweet miracles and relief in every yeah. moment. And then when we finally Lord, made Lord, t- give me the strength. And then when we finally made it to Friday, we were like, um, I'm going to sleep for like 23 hours. Is that a problem? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I woke up at 5 a.m.
0: <laughs> Honey, I think you're turning into an old man. Oh, you know how...
1: Thanks for pointing that out. It, it, it isn't obvious or anything. Happy
0: Father's Day. Oh, you're an old man.
1: Well, that's... Nice. Thank you. You know
0: what? As you get older, you don't need as much sleep though. You can't, you know, you're, I think you're running on adrenaline, babe.
1: I'm, I'm running on awesome. My friend Dave, <laughs> my friend Dave has this t-shirt and it just says, I, I brought the awesome. Oh. What did you bring? Oh. Or it's, it's, uh, I totally I, butchered. I
0: would it. probably say I brought kombucha. Mm. Um. e, e- I have some friends that were like wanting to get together this weekend. They're the friends we're hanging out tomorrow with for Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and they said, Well, what are you going to bring? And I was like, Whoa, we could bring kombucha. <laughs> we
1: could <can> bring kombucha. <laughs> to which people are like, uh, Do I want drink a drink of How jar about a bag of, of Doritos? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was kind of the reaction I got. I said, I could bring you a six pack. She's like, Well, maybe I'll try a sip. Like, <laughs> No, but it was one of those weeks where we could have easily turned on one another and oh, gone yeah. like super evil.
1: Well, and you know, you know when you're you're pushing trying to meet a deadline, trying to yeah. finish a project or something, and then and then then you you do it, you get it done, and then the next day, you just like dopey, half yeah. asleep all day. And it's just like you yeah. you ran out of juice.
0: But you know what I loved is we just dug in it together and yep. worked as a team it was like i got your back come on we, we can do it we can do it that kind of a thing instead of like mm. i'm probably gonna put a pillow over you in your sleep if you sigh one more time <sighs> that was yawning that wasn't a sigh
1: sorry i tried
0: did you use up all your size i mean, week? <laughs> used
1: up all my size <laughs>
0: But you know what? It was fun also. We went to hear live music this week. I love to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of like a mystery bag. Like, show up and there'll be live yeah. music.
1: Yeah. But you never know if it's going to be
0: like hardcore rock or oldies or, or
1: bluegrass or
0: bagpipes or, or
1: what? And you never know what the quality is gonna be. <laughs> no. It could be perfectly fine, or it could be ear rape, or it could be a just like phenomenal experience.
0: We got like the Kenny G version of the live music. Yeah. But you know what was nice about it is we could hear each other talk over the Kenny G music, which also might indicate that I'm getting old because I just appreciate that we could talk over the music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my yeah. gosh. And so this weekend is Father's Day. And so I'm excited for you, but we also set the intention. We had this conversation that like honestly, Mother's Day is the big show. I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, and Father's Day kind of takes back seat, right? Isn't that how you feel?
1: Uh Oh, I thought that's what you were setting up.
0: No, I'm no. I you're going, I don't, Okay, well, I guess why don't I you guess crank I'll lower my
1: expectations. Yeah, crank down um, those
0: expectations,
1: babe. Uh, I don't know. I, um,
0: okay, well, it sounds like this is going to be a difficult question. So let's move well, on. I feel
1: like it's a setup, frankly.
0: No, it's not a setup. I was just going to say we had to have the conversation of what are your expectations for Father's Day? <laughs> Because I know you can get your expectations up pretty high. And then the girls wanted to go see the new Cars movie with you, which was very sweet. And I figured you'd probably want to go for a motorcycle ride or be outside in some way. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting. We just had a conversation just briefly today about like, okay, what are you looking for? And you're like, don't spend too much money. And then... So we got our our uh, we got I'm on the actually, same page. I don't have
1: high expectations. I actually just really want to enjoy a low key day.
0: Your first expectation was you just wanted to sleep in.
1: Uh, yeah, but
0: you it, don't know if that'll actually that, happen, yeah, Mister Five AM.
1: Anyway, right.
0: so this week we are talking about becoming an intentional father. Yeah. Just like intentionally setting a foundation for your kids, and we hear a story today from Nate Eckelberger. He talks about how, as a kid, he didn't have that foundation set for him very um very much, so he really is super intentional about setting a great foundation for his kids, yeah, so that's um it's a good point, good point um and just getting on the same page with your spouse about a lot of parenting issues,
1: yeah. Um, this is a, uh, I mean, this is my favorite interview so far. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I, I, I learned a lot. Down, yeah, I got to sit down with Nate the other day and and record it. But it was just, it was this phenomenal conversation as it always is with him. I always walk away feeling uh, challenged in some way um, and inspired as well.
0: Yeah. He just, he also, he talks about the importance of affirmation, Mm -hmm. um, adjustment with your with your kiddos, not like nagging them or telling them they keep doing stuff wrong. Man, that was, um, definitely challenging to me. That's something that I'm going to act on tomorrow. Um, and not accepting the I don't know. Yeah, really Answer asking, asking great questions. <laughs> yeah, how many, kids, how many times do you hear that? I don't know for your kids. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and what's, what's important for men to know about just building a legendary marriage? So I love that insight that he gives. Just like the one on Father's Day. Yeah. We've got Father's Day here. I want to give a gift that says, I know you. Mm-hmm. I get you and I want to honor you. a personal, personal touch. But you know, in the: pe- I,
1: I, I know you, I get you, and I honor you. Yeah. Okay
0: But you know, there's there's those Father's Day gifts out there, and I've been guilty in purchasing these gifts as well. But here's Where's this going.: Here's the top 10 worst Father's Day gifts.: Oh, boy. you can give Dad. Um, so try not to give these gifts, people. Try not to give these gifts. Um, number 10 is novelty clothing. (laughs) Um, I saw... Like
1: a t-shirt that looks like a tuxedo? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw actually a tie that had a bunch of bacon on it. That's what a oh picture of it that I saw. Um, and number listen, number nine, the world's best dad stuff, like the T-shirt. Are you going to wear a T-shirt that says that? Oh, I mean, oh,
1: maybe not a T-shirt, but, you know, a cof- hat? coffee mug.
0: Okay, maybe a coffee mug. How about barbecue apron? You want to wear an apron?
1: Uh, I don't barbecue that much. I don't barbecue as much as I'd like. It would be lost on me.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we won't get you that. How I about- mean, if
1: I was out there doing it every day, like if it was my, part of my shtick. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, I'm the barbecue guy. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: We could get you a monogrammed one. Um, number seven. My
1: my grill is a portable grill sitting on my kid's lemonade stand.
0: I know, honey. Yeah. Why did you just admit that to everybody? <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Okay. Number seven. The potty putter. There's a thing where you sit on the crapper and you can practice your putting. Oh my god. You don't you don't want that for Father's Day? No. All right. How about number six? Is that an app? No, it's an actual like putting green little tiny tiny putter. Um, you could do the nap if you want to, I guess. <laughs> kind of like the Wii. Uh, that,
1: that that woo. has been that uh, I mean those those games and the bathroom books and things. Those I'll have go. all been replaced <laughs> by Squat and Surf. Like
0: Yeah, that's true. It's over. How about useless gadgets?
1: Um I uh, no. I, I no, you don't want to. No. No. Okay. No, I no. How,
0: about, how about a singing trout? That's number 5. <laughs> but the singing trout? <laughs>
1: It's highly humorous. I remember getting my dad one of those. Oh, Oh, honey, you
0: did that?
1: Either I did or he got it. I I forget, but there was a singing trout in our home. Okay. And he loved it.
0: How about number four, novelty car accessories? You want some... uh, I, I don't have a car. Looney Tunes air fresheners or hot girl mud flaps? No. No?
1: No dice. Not
0: feeling it? How about number three, gifts that you bought for yourself?
1: <laughs> the re-gifted Father's Day gift?
0: Um, do you want Dove chocolates? No. Dark chocolate? No. I enjoy those. How about <laughs> number two, personal hygiene products, such as an ear and nose hair trimmer
1: or... Some- wow. That that's yeah i no. mean
0: people need those that's
1: like giving somebody deodorant for a housewarming gift or something
0: wanted <laughs> to uh take care of that stink
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right and the number one horrible father's day gift is i
1: can't even believe
0: this is on this list
1: okay what is it
0: artificial bladders wait what It is a pee bladder for people to pee into if they're like crazy party people and they don't want to stop and go to the bathroom. Like if you're okay talking about. I've always thought about this. Okay, you're
1: making this stuff up. No, I'm not even making it up. I'm pulling the plug on this thing. Thank
0: you. Well, think about this: at New Year's Eve, Times Square. What are you doing? Artificial bladder.
1: Okay, okay. I, I got I have nothing to say to that. Okay, I have nothing to say to that that mm. if I mean, wow. Okay,
0: so that's why it's the worst Father's Day gift.
1: Okay, so moving right along, we have a fantastic interview with Nate Echelberger to share with you. And without much further ado, we're just going to drop you right in and we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. I am here with my friend Nate Eckelberger. And, uh, man, it's good to see you, to be with you. Like we don't get a chance to hang all that much. So yeah, this is great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming, being on the show. Um, Nate was, uh, the men's pastor at, at gateway when I was on staff there and was instrumental in my own journey in a, in a lot of ways. And then he and I are both Braveheart facilitators and doing that work. And now now you're off running a of men's and marriage ministry at uh, Hill Country Bible Church here in Austin.
2: That's it, uh, Hill Country Bible Church men's and marriage pastor. I think it's a great combination. Yeah, been good. What's what's one of the most
1: interesting things that
2: uh, you've seen in the time you've been there? Uh, I I do think it is uh, the crossover, you know, between. Um what a healthy marriage looks like and fathering well and that they're not they 're not separate it's been it's been great just to see uh, men that um working with in marriage ministry um also developing you know uh, a man plan and work through what it looks like to develop as a father and a man and yeah. that, you, know, you do those two things well you know they're just they're inter- interlaced
1: brilliant it, it's it's not something that that most churches really embrace in a, in a, in a great way. And so like knowing you and knowing the church you're working with, it, I'm, I'm excited about what it is. I keep wanting to stop in on uh, the Bible study morning thing and uh, it just, it
2: hasn't worked out yet. Yeah. You know, but, we've got, uh, you know, we got a few hundred guys at 6am on Wednesdays and then we got guys on Saturday mornings early and, uh, just with the different ages we're trying to grab and uh, and minister to. We're going to add Thursday nights at eight, and I think uh, wow. that's going to help balance and and gather yeah. some guys in different age groups. That should be good.
1: A few hundred guys that get up and show up at six a.m. Six a.m. Wednesday morning. Yeah, to, it's amazing to, to see to talk about being better husbands and fathers and brothers and sons and men in the world. Yep.
2: that's fantastic. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's you know, after you've seen it a few weeks, it's easy to take for granted. But I but I, I just know there's very few places in the Austin area uh where that many men are gathering at that time of day uh to work on this type of thing. And yeah. so it's um it's great. Yeah.
1: Well, tell tell us uh this is this week, this this episode's going out on Father's Day. Mm. And so we are I'm super excited to have you and uh, this week, but, um, start off, just tell us a little bit about your fathering journey, like just from
2: son to father. So, um, you know, I grew up as a, as a, as a son of a dad who, uh, got divorced and left the house when I was about 10 Mm -hmm. and, uh, which allowed me to, um, to make us some decisions and maybe a lot of kids uh, don't have to make uh, just how they're going to interact in their home with their sisters and their, uh, and their mom. And I think it started uh, uh, in me and a sense of uh, what it means to, uh, to be in a family. And when your dad uh, lives in another place, you know, I got to see him, uh you know on the weekends uh, irregularly and during the summer uh there's just this sense of of what as a kid what what I would want um a family to be and especially a father to be and uh and stability. you know plays a key key part of uh being there Hmm.
1: It's an interesting place to look uh, just from the standpoint of like, we have this as men, we have this wild heart and yet crave uh, wanting to create stability and, and some safety for our families. Yeah,
2: I think, and I think the wild heart is a, uh, is a great place to be, but often it's hard to even fathom Uh, on how to um, find that adventure without a place of first having foundation and stability. I think you have a, you know, a foundational place that allows you to explore. You know, I think it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, in that metaphor, when you're out exploring in the woods, it's easier to do once you've set up base camp and then you say, okay, we're set up here. Now let's go out and explore. Yeah. Um and I think there's a um there's a maturing in that. You know, you do you know when you if you're gonna go camping with your son, uh you may get to your place and he in his six year old place might say, Well, let's just go off and, and explore. And uh, you just know at that maturity level, let's let's just let's set up a base camp, let's set up some stability, and then from that place we will go and explore, and in our explorations, we have a place to, to come back to that that, that has um, uh, safety security and the things you know we need and uh, I, so I think there's some growing up in that and uh and, but at the same time uh, it's easy to skip that and miss that and, you know and obviously we have this generation where we have um you know thirty five year old adolescents that, that that never did make that jump to um, establishing their own foundation and stability, and they're still um borrowing their their parents uh and then wondering you know why um they have that uh, that longing so yeah yeah, lots of good things
1: to talk about, yeah, and I think every man has those those young places in our hearts where we 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 aren't uh, fully healed or fully matured yet. And it, 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 you make a great point just about living, not from those places, but restoring them from living as a, as a man. Yeah. Mm. Well, tell us about your base camp a little bit. Uh, you Nate's wife's name is Sarah and you have a whole brood of, of kids, a whole little clan, a basketball team.
2: Yeah, you know, we um when we got t- together and decided to get married it was probably one of the first decisions we made. Both of us wanted to have four kids. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh and after we had two, we had to, you know, renegotiate and re you know, figure <laughs> out uh if we're gonna stick with that. And so ultimately did and and uh I gave us four great kids. But I came from a place of, um, of not knowing if that was any true for me, of not knowing whether marriage and kids was really going to be part of my future, I think because of some of the wounding that happened in the divorce and uh, and not wanting that outcome and not knowing how to avoid the outcome of divorce and, and having kids separated from their parents. And so um, God had to really work on me to bring me to a place of uh, being accepted uh, that he had restored me enough to be uh, a man that could, uh, and so stepping into that do, I, you know, I think as men, uh, a big part of what we need to do as fathers is prioritize is find out what is this family's values and priorities and set those and then walk in them. So that understand even from a, um, even if you don't verbalize those things that they just know that there are certain things, this family values and prioritizes. And, uh, and I think as dad's that, that part of our place is to make sure those things, uh, are good things that set us forward into, into success. Uh, cause you can look at any family and they are going to prioritize and value you know that period sure. we're going to prioritize and we're going to value. It's just a matter of where you're strategic and all those things going to move you towards anything. Yeah. Um, cause you know, we, so, um, I think as a father it's, it's, a, it's having a, a strategy in place and knowing what is it I really do want to prioritize and value. And then am I constantly trying to make sure those are the prioritized priorities and values and not letting drift, you know, yeah. come in and last for, we're always gonna have drift, but not letting it last for months and years. And then finally kind of come back to, Oh, Hey, remember we said a priority is this, and we've been way out here. Yeah. So. Um, yeah.
1: You talk about it really in three ways, uh, affirming, adjusting and asking, and I could just walk us through the first one there what does it look like to to be an affirming dad the first one of affirming
2: uh i think i think if you're affirming dad you and i grew up in the age of of self esteem building right you just make sure your kids have a lot of self esteem and i think um there's a there's we know there's a difference between affirming and in this building up a self-esteem and the idea that i think um yeah you, you know you can take your kids out uh wakeboarding and and just the whole time man you're so great you're just awesome you're great you're awesome and uh and they and what they need is affirmation of specific things that you as a father have seen them do you know i was i you know um So for me, you know, my oldest is Breck, you know, Breck, I just, I'm, I I really, I saw how you helped your brother out of the boat and made sure that he, uh, you know, got into his, his wakeboard, uh, in the right way. And I really like how conscientious I I see you behaving Mm, rather than that. You're just, you're, you are great. You're you're just great and great and awesome and awesome. and, And, um, and, just, I think affirming looks more like I see you X and this is what it makes me believe about you and your character. And you continue to do that and you're, and you're putting building blocks of this character development in a way that they can start to understand, it. And, uh, it's not, it's not just this, um, cause we've seen what just, um, uh, this, this, uh, cloudy self-esteem does is when it doesn't really build true confidence. It doesn't, it doesn't allow me to to step out and do anything. It may made me feel like, uh, I have something, but when you move into something, these, these affirming, uh, beliefs allow you to step and move. Yeah, I, I think
1: you're right. And the, the way I would say it is it, it, the, the non-specific almost just builds an insidious kind of entitlement that, that we aren't really aware of. Like, I know I've experienced that in my own life as I've, as I've grown up and stepped out and started to be, be a husband and a father and, and, and in the workforce and everything. As I look back with the eyes of, of, uh, you know, the, the stream of counseling, I'm going, Oh, this disappointment place that I find myself in it, it, it's not because I'm so great. And it's just, the world isn't panning out the way I want it to. It's, it, there are specific things. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I noticed in what you say is the, the affirming specifics, particularly around the kind of character and values that you were talking about earlier, like wha- being intentional about what kind of values we want to have as a family and then affirming those, like being a considerate brother <laughs> it, Yes. When, you, when you're talking about Brad helping his brother up on the board
2: and everything. Yeah. And then you and then from that place of priorities and values, you can start to make decisions that make sense for your family ongoing long term. We uh we we doubled our home size a couple of years ago. Wow. Yeah. And uh it was more to uh, have a place that we can invite people into. We felt kind of crowded in that space and we're, you know, we could have worked for, with that, with our family in it, but as we want to have families come and join us at times, it felt like we needed a little more space. Um, but so we, uh, but my priority with my, with the two sons is for Breck and Ridge for as long as we can hold out for them to room together for them yeah. to have a real brotherly bond yeah. part of that is sharing space and so we made you know one of the bedrooms a school room we do some homeschooling we did another bedroom that was a sports slash music room and then we put recognition room and stoner room and either own room and then of course life wife share room and so uh, the boys just recently came to the revelation that we had more bedrooms <laughs> and we had kids and that, uh like, Hey, you know, the jig is up. Why can't I move into one of the other bedrooms? These are, these are bedrooms. They're not really a music room sports room. Yeah. And, um, and at that moment, if, if I wouldn't have thought through what my priority is in fathering with those two, it would have oh, been, wow, it would have been easy for me to go, you know what? Yeah. Uh, we do. Yeah. We could clear out some of that stuff and you could move in there and you for a you might think it'd be cooler for a season. And, 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 and I get that you know, that that's, you might desire part of that, but, but my priority as a father is for, for for you and your brother to really bond as long as we can do that in this house. And, um, so those are going to stay sports rooms and they're going to stay school rooms and you guys to be together. And, uh, and I know why I was doing it. I, I, it wasn't just, um, the old, uh, because I said, so, it, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I felt like i you know, I know why I'm moving for that and there is some resistance to it and it probably would make even my life easier to put them to separate them. Um, sure. I think mean, it's important. Sure. Yeah. I, I just, I think about that,
1: uh, <laughs> making life easier if you separate them and being willing to fight for the value
2: that yeah. you and you and Sarah laid out. Yeah. And you can't I mean, fight for it unless you've uh, called it out and yeah. uh and, and placed it as a, as a priority yeah, yeah. And that's what a key part of uh, what a lot of fathers are missing is the initial place of what is it, what what is it I'm shooting for? What, what do I, you know, when they walk out of the home fully after, um, you know, job training, I don't want to call it college. I think there are some opportunities there, but but when they walk out as, as a young man into the workforce and, and, and the life on their own, what, what is it I'm trying to build at that moment? And, um, and so what do I need to prioritize and value to get there and uh and it's not just pie in the sky, it's it's real things that you thought through uniquely as as as, as you as, as a you know, you you each of us has um different uh, uh livelihoods and, and uh histories and family histories. So for me, what is it I want for my sons? And let's then value prioritize those things and get there. And I think that's a, a key step. A lot of guys mm-hmm um, aren't for starting with is, is what's the end point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. So, um, t- let's talk about, uh, the adjusting point. Um, like what,
2: what is that? Yeah. So the perfect adjustment, um, you know, uh, if, if you've ever had a great coach, uh, you know, it like you, you remember it. there there a great coach is remarkable. And, and if you've ever had the opportunity to have a great coach, yeah. um, you, you, it, it sticks with you and, I, and, and fathering, uh, in a, in a, in a, in a big era, a big part of fathering is coaching, uh, allowing your son or daughter to, to, um, to, um, raise up from their potential and do the things God's gifted in them to do and to, uh, and it really, you know, shine a spotlight on their certain gifts and talents and a lot of them to progress and have success there. And, um, so a common mistake, uh, for, uh, for a father and, and, and I, you know, in all of our areas we've, we've seen this is where you're trying to coach them or teach them something, um, and let's say it's as easy as, is making a a great egg over easy. Okay. Mm. And just, and just the steps in that. Okay. And so, you can um you can allow them to, to you know to turn on the the stove and get the flame where it's supposed to be and and the first step in that could be where they they turn it on and it's and it's too high the flame is it's hitting that pan is too high and you and you know and so does a father you say hey you know hey a little bit lower and then they turn it down a little bit and you say well no, no a little bit lower than that and they turn it down too far and you say well no a little bit a little bit higher okay yeah but there you go. Okay. Now it's there. And so now three times already what we really told them is you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. And you've just gotten started. And then you tell them to, you know, to, to crack the egg. Well, and, and they crack it in a way, you know, they crack it really hard inside the pan and chips all over there. Well, and you no, no 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 do it that way. You take all that stuff out, and then you tell them to you know crack it a little lighter, and they and then it's too light and it's not cracking. And so just so in this whole process, what ends up happening is you told you tell them about forty five different times and ways yeah. how you don't know what you're doing, you're not doing it right, and you're in an, you're an idiot, and it just doesn't need to be that way. Okay, a, a better way is to take his hand and yours and to turn on the stove together right where it's supposed to be his hand is doing it your hands over his and you turn on the stove right to that medium spot where you know it's supposed to be and and, and then you you're both your hands come off of it and you look at him and say great job yeah and never once did, he, did you tell them you didn't do it right You start off right away. Great job. That's where it's supposed to be. Take a look. Yep. You see that flame? That's where it's supposed to be. Nice. And then you put your, you really the best way is for you to crack an egg make a couple of them. You crack an egg and put it in there, show them that, let them see a modeling. And then your hand in his hand, show them about how hard he should hit it. You know, you do it together. You're both hands crack it together great job that's how it, that's how it's supposed to look you're doing you're doing great I, I like the way you did that and then now you're waiting and showing him how you know when to flip it and then two hands go on that spatula and you both flip it over just the way it's supposed to be and because when you don't and if you're doing it the traditional way I'd say yeah Okay, grab the spatula. No, not that way. Put turn your hand. Oh my gosh, turn your wrist over. Ah. Oh my gosh. I'm just kind of sitting here and I'm going, This is how many times do I do this? Oh, we all do it. I mean, hopefully every dad's going, that's yes, that's you know, if you're gonna show your son how to change an energy powering bike. This is, if you don't do it the way I'm talking about, which is intentional way, you're going to do it the other way, which is no, no, yeah. not that way. Oh, the other way. Turn the thing around. No, it's this way. Oh my gosh. And so, and so we're constantly putting into these kids, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You oh. Do this. And when you finally, when they finally get to the, to the right way and you give them a, yeah, there you go. It's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough to overcome the ten times you told him not that way. Turn it over, not your left hand, not your right hand. I mean, this is just common stuff. And so, well, and it ends up, it ends up. I think
1: planting this idea of okay, well, we survived that. We survived. And that so we cooking, come
2: come and what you're cooking doing. is something you survive right. rather than enjoy, enjoy and feel competent in that I could do that yeah. again. That if I if if I said, hey, why don't you make us two o- uh, eggs over easy? Um, there's some sense in you that feels like your dad really taught you and that you could do it again and it's going to mm-hmm. take some practice and, and that's what, and then, you know, just continuing to work together. Um, but, you know, and then only then can you have real affirmation, I believe, like do, where you say, Hey, I saw you do that thing again. So my thirteen-year-old son Brett can make chili rellenos from start to finish by himself. I mean, he can, he makes the batter, he <laughs> oh, does the cornmeal, awesome. he 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 you know he roasts the chilies and and skins them and stuffs them and fries them and makes Spanish fries completely by himself, and, wow. he, and he has real confidence in that, yeah. right? And um, and that's a building block, you know, yeah. and uh, so. I mean, I, I love my dad. I love my dad. And actually,
1: uh, tomorrow is five years since he passed. And so he's yeah. just this, the whole topic is, is really present for me, but yeah, I, I didn't even, I got to the point where I didn't really ask him to show me things or to help me to teach me things because of this very thing. Like he would just get so frustrated Yeah, and, and it was just a, okay, did I survive this, this thing? Right. Did I survive it? <laughs> or it would it would you know he would just and he would struggle to communicate and then explode and just be like, Ah, let me do it, or you know, yes, and yeah you know, he's a he's a good man and and, and I love him, but he, this was this is very present. We'll get back to the interview with Nate in just a moment, but first, this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast is brought to you by the Family Adventure Guide.
0: We know you want to take your family out into the wild, into the great outdoors, but sometimes it can turn into a whiny, hangry mess. We help take the drama out of a day hike and turn it into an epic family adventure. Check out legendarymarriage.com
1: adventure. And now more with Nate Eckelberger.
2: So, you know, it may not happen in every situation, but help them do it perfectly and then tell them how great they did. Just help them do it perfectly. Tell them how great they did. It's so much better than, nope, not that way. Nope, not that way. Oh my gosh, this way. Turn your hand, other hand over. It's it's just such a better way to do it. Do it together. Do it perfectly. And then tell them, great job. So uh, affirm, adjust. And the third one that you talk about is asking great questions, ask them great questions. And that doesn't mean there are, there, I don't mean like there are necessarily great questions out there. I mean, fight for the great question, fight for it, you know, mm. uh, versus take, you know, take, don't take, I don't know for an answer. You know um, we, you know, the proverbial, how did school go today? <laughs> not not a, You know, not agreed. Not a great question, sure. but there's not some perfect question either. There's not some, there's, a, there, there's there are, you could, you know, you could probably Google a top 10 list of great questions is asked after school rather than how did school go today. Yeah. But, but I, what I'm saying is, um, no matter how great the question might be, you still might get, you know, I don't know. Okay. And, um, and don't take it. I mean, you know, you, you um, fight for, uh, Communication and relationship beyond that. It's so easy to make some effort. Ask what you think is a better question. Um, you know, you know, who did you have fun with at, at school with today? Um, uh, was Was there a funny moment at school today? Would Would did Did you see anyone uh, act sad at school today? I mean, these are these are better questions than than you know how was school. But they not mean they may not be perfect. You still may get uh, you know, but no one. I don't know. And um and just and just and fight the resistance, just be done with that, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And you know, and more and more. And, and uh you have to know your own child and what they can handle. Um but uh but work to not take that first, I don't know. Um and, yeah. and move past that. I, you know? I love the way you've said
1: um fight for the great question. Yeah. It's just in terms of something that um that uh that you're asking for an invitation into their own world rather than a status update. Um, what else would you say there about asking great questions?
2: Part of it is fighting to know your kid. You know, Mm -hmm. what I've learned with having four of them, and maybe I get more of it than somebody that just has two uh, or one is that, uh, I, I was so surprised at how different my kids were, you know, before your parent, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and I think one of the great things that I didn't know that I wasn't going to know is that these four kids are going to be so different from each other, and um, and so I just, I just fight to know uh, their uniqueness. Uh, what is interesting to one that wouldn't be interesting to the other? In yeah. and, and a fight to learn, you know, what is a great question to my oldest? that, um, uh, that my youngest doesn't, doesn't have a, much of a care for. Um, and so, you know, my oldest is really getting into music. He's, he's just, he's, he's got an electric guitar, an electric bass an acoustic. He's, he's, oh, wow. a Lele, he's he, the keyboards. He's just, he is really, um, being just hit with this uh, music bug. And uh, and it's, and it hasn't hit the others so far, so I can just I can just dive into that with him, and uh, and I know that I've just got to find other places with other kids that uh, that they want to talk about and, and open up about. Uh, so, what would you
1: say to men about how do you get and stay on the same page
2: with your spouse in this area of marriage that that is really parenting? I think there has to you know when I, I talked earlier about a guy making. Um, Yeah. So I talked, I talked really about strategy of of your personally for yourself of what do you prioritize and value? There has to be some conversations with your wife uh, that are the same, but together, what, what together, what are we going to prioritize and value? What do we agree that um, our our priorities and values are going to be in parenting Mm -hmm. knowing there's going to be, um, Uh, there's so that, so I think what it sets up is there's some core values we both agree on. Then there's going to be some areas that we, that we may not agree on or, or, and, and those are areas where I'll, I'll, uh, I'll allow you to work in those areas, um, because they're not core and, and and make you make, allow you to make some decisions. I, I may not make those same decisions, but we've agreed they're not core values and core priorities. And so, um, if you want to spend, you know, one evening a week taking our daughter to dance classes then, and you can work that out in your schedule. And you're not asking me to work out in my schedule. And, uh, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's the best thing, you know, for her at this stage or not, but it's not a core value we both agreed on. Mm. And so, um, so go ahead and do that. And, uh, and for, so that doesn't have to be a, 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 a bat, that isn't it. We don't have to battle everything. Let's, let's, let's go and conscientiously strategically talk about what do we, what are some core values and priorities that we both agree on? Let's fight for those. And then we don't have to have battles around whether he can have a play date with a certain person. Cause we just, what we've prioritized and valued is, um, that, you know, that she has friends that, that, uh, yeah, you know, making some of the fly, you know, that she has, she has friends that, um, that we know are, uh, encouraging and positive and that they, and that they both have fun together and that they can, you know, work together well. And, and that we've just agreed that we don't, that we want to help cull some of those friendships that seem negative or where she go, you know, ends up coming away from them, feeling, feeling worse than she did before they hung out. And, uh, and so now we don't have to have some major battle over whether she can go and have a play date with such and such, because we've already set up what we value. And so, um, I I think that helps move forward together in uh, a, in a positive way.
1: Yeah, I absolutely getting really clear about what your core values are makes every decision parenting and otherwise, uh, a whole lot easier, you know? Uh, and I think it, it, it stops a lot of those conflicts before they start. Mm -hmm. We just go back to where the core value is and then reset the
2: conversation. Yeah. Mm. Easier said than done, but Hey, (laughs)
1: sure. Easier said than done. Ah, you know, you just reset. (laughs) Um, So what's the, what's the most exciting or challenging or even rewarding uh, part of being a dad for you?
2: Oh gosh! are um, you seeing them grow i mean just seeing them uh, grow and develop and uh and uh with the intentionality that certain I've tried to have uh to, to to, to see them be, uh, independent thinkers and, uh, and to value the things that, that we valued. I mean, you know, Sarah and I just didn't pluck these values out of the air. There's something that are they're, they're on our heart. You know, there's just, we, we, we value these things around our heart and to see your, your kids also value those things independently of their own value for them and them to be the same, uh, is, um, is really great. My kids are still really young. And so I'm not to that place where, you know, I can start to see the, the, the end success. Uh, you know, my oldest is 13. And so we're just moving into that, but just starting to see the beginnings that, um, because we've been strategic and because we, uh, uh, try to hold those values in high regard that, um, that it is making a difference. And, um, so that's really, I think that's probably the most enjoyable thing is being in alignment. We we can go on a family vacation, not have a lot of conflict. You're going to have kids stuff, but, you, but you're not having major conflict about um, what we're doing. There's, there's just a lot of alignment, a lot of feelings that belong. And this is a good thing. And um really enjoy that. I You know, because I told you my story earlier, I didn't have a lot of that. Yeah. What do you think it takes from... A- from
1: the men to build a, what's our part in building a really legendary marriage. Mm. Mm.
2: There, I think there are some real basic building blocks that if you skip them, a lot of other steps are gonna be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you talk about this a lot, but but the the battle between you and your wife and this world um, is not you versus her and and if you, and yeah. if you don't start from that place you're going to have a real tough time getting on to the pathway later on that this mm. the sense of that when you stood up in front of your friends family and and um and if, and if you know these fathers of church going guys your your church and and said I, I promise you that i'll stay with you and, and um, until the end and we're going to do this that that became that began a place where you and i are no longer battling the world uh against each other we're going to do this together it's, it's me and you not me versus you Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guy, I think the guy's place is to continually make sure he, he lives and works in a place, um, that, I, that, that she, that she and I are not against each other, that we have an, an enemy and it's not her, uh, yeah. the enemy is out there and, and the, she and I together battle the enemy before us and, um, and that's, that's building block. And, and, and if, and if you're not there, you've got to go back to that, that, uh, that, so find a way to, um, if that is a place you're at, that, that she is this and she is that and that my, all my problems are because of her. And if she would only, and all these things we say and, and, um, and there's, and, and, and you've gotten lost. And and somehow you got this place that the battle you're fighting in this world is to, is to either better her or change her or, or to get her to, to, to think a different way that you, that, that you've got to go back, man, and know that it is you and her versus the world. And, uh, so trying to change your your spouse never works out well. No, finding out how her differences help you as a unit uh, battle what you're against. And, um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think about that. Danielle and I will in
1: the middle of, of, you know, when things start to, to shift into that versus place, one of us
2: will often go, uh, wait, same team, same team, <laughs> same, same team. <laughs> Yes. And it's so easy to do. I think that's the main thing. If, If you are willing to believe that we have an enemy. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, uh, if we, if, if, if we're willing to believe that we have an enemy and i i realize some guys listening may not believe that yeah. um, but if but if you um, are willing to believe that, that that there is an enemy that is um, that is either a spiritual entity uh, in a in a spiritually based world or just a physical enemy that is this world that we feel yeah either way um that uh that you and her are working together and that is a that's a big enough battle out there that we that we cannot battle here together yes. versus each other so yeah yeah and we yeah we'll never win the external battle if we're fighting
1: inside the team it it, yeah. it, it just it'll eat us up yeah. we're hey. good. Thanks for this, Justin. Thank you, Uh, man. I I just, uh, I feel uh, a little tender, honestly, uh, from some of our conversation. I I have some work to do as a dad uh, and I look forward to it. I'm going to go crack some eggs with my, with my kids tomorrow morning.
0: Wow. What a great interview, man. My biggest takeaway was probably just being intentional with your spouse um, and just setting those values for your family. I mean, how many couples can say that they do that? That's just, I mean, it's off the charts, really. It's yeah. legendary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's legendary. How
0: about you? What was your takeaway?
1: Yeah. Um, y- you know, the, the thing that stuck out most to me is the the notion of showing them something. Mm-hmm. Showing the kids something. Like, do it with them. Yeah. Put your hand over his or her hand. Turn the dial. Adjust the thing. Crack the egg. Do it with them rather than trying to tell them how to do it. Yeah. And I just I, I said it even in the interview how much it struck me in that moment, mm-hmm. and I've, as I've sat with it for a couple of days, it it's really, um, it's given me a whole new light on a lot of interactions with my dad and even. As, as a dad, yeah. the moments where I've um, I've won the day and moments where I've lost it with with the kids. Sure.
0: Well, there's grace. There's grace in that. We're going to screw sure. it up sometimes for sure. But here's the challenge to our listeners this week. Try that perfect adjustment that Nate mentioned and let us know how it goes. Take their little hand in yours and... Tell them how they're doing well after they do it right. Um, uh, then join the conversation in our free community on Facebook. Let us know how it went.
1: Absolutely. You can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 2-9. Come join the conversation in our free community on Facebook. It's a private group for men and women to support, encourage, inspire, and share about transforming their marriages from ordinary to legendary. Just search Legendary Marriage group or on Facebook or hit legendarymarriage.com slash community. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure.
0: This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage.
1: Make yours legendary.